Welcome to the Life Change Podcast. Okay, welcome back. Uh, thanks for joining us today. I have Abby and Kelly with me again today. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> so we had such a fun time recording our last podcast, and they d- eventually decided that they did like their voices on a podcast. I convinced them, I think. Well. Um, <laughs> and so we're back. Here we are again. And I think it is so fun to have their perspective um, since they are less on the clinical side, but still very much like into it all. They know all the details. So we thought we might go over a couple of things today. Who knows if we'll hit them all. Um, but in general, I think the theme is going to be kind of the expectations that people have after surgery. So tell me, you guys, what made you think this would be a good topic? Well, we, Kelly and I and you really love to talk about, like we said last time on our last podcast, we love to talk about patient transformation. So uh, I don't know. I guess my job involves a lot of the the pre-op stuff. And so it's more fun for me to see transformation and kind of think about those things since I don't as often. Yeah. That was my thing. But they're excited to see is the difference like after surgery. So I don't know. I also just like to see them come in, especially that three-month follow-up is kind of one of my favorite follow-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what you guys said last time was like one of the things I enjoy most about my job is seeing like where people were on day one and then being able to see where people are Mm -hmm. afterwards. Um, So what do you feel like are some of the things that people struggle with expectation-wise after surgery? Maybe Maybe, they don't have realistic expectations. Sure. I think if you carry that same mindset that we try to kind of warn about and caution about before surgery, where uh, I know that both doctors touch on this, that surgery is not a magic bullet. You do have to be compliant with the post-op regimens that we lay out. Um, It's not a magic fix. So you actually do have to put in the work. Surgery is not the easy way out. That expectation, I think, is... I think, too, it's interesting to hear that their taste changes as well after mm, surgery. Yes. So they used to like meat and, or, you know, like <laughs> <Yeah>. steak <laughs> right. or like, I don't know. It's just I don't think they realize sometimes that that'll change for them, too. For yeah. sure. Their whole relationship with food yes, yeah, yeah. in general will change. Yeah. And I think that is um, helpful to know, right? Because if you kind of know that going in, then when it comes after surgery and you try steak for the first time and you're like, oh, I really don't like this anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, and you're like, what is happening to me? Um, you can say, hey, you know what? I kind of remember somebody saying something about that. Yeah. Maybe it's from my surgery. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm not going crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think from my perspective, I see uh, the expectations for weight loss is generally very high, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, overestimated. And that's hard, right? Because I think a lot of times we put that goal and it's more based upon getting down to a certain BMI or your quote unquote ideal body weight, which by the way, is not ideal for anybody. Um, Or, you know, reaching a certain look that's very you know, just like in the media, it's not actually realistic and things like that. So do you guys see that? Oh, yes, definitely. Okay. Um, so let's touch on that a little bit because I love this subject. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that it's important to know that everybody's results are going to be different. Um, with the sleeve versus with the switch, we will also see a pretty significant difference. Um, 
I think I tell most people at that six-week post-op visit, so your six-week visit after surgery, um, pretty typical expectation is to lose, to have already lost somewhere between 15 and 30 pounds. And for females who have the sleeve, you're on the lower end of that range. Uh, for males who have the switch, you're on the upper end of that range. Is that like helpful? I think that's I think definitely so. yeah, helpful. <laughs> Good time um, frame. Yeah. And, and, and then it goes, and then it's different after that. So we can talk about that maybe in another episode, but um, what are some of the like non-scale victories that you guys see patients experiencing during that time where maybe, um, you know, like, yeah, okay, my weight loss is within that 15 to 30 pounds and maybe thought it was going to be more. What else can patients look for to kind of track their progress? I heard one the other day that as far as their like movement, like exercise, she's been able to walk and she can like hold a conversation with her friend while she's walking. And so I thought that was really cool to hear. Yeah. Um, I mean, we also heard one recently, I think we might've mentioned it, but a patient that was able to just fly on a plane comfortably. Oh, and that was at three months, like yeah. a three month post-op, which is awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Also clothes fitting differently mm. is a big one, feeling more comfortable in your skin. Um, yeah, I, movement is a big one. Like you said, Kelly, I think people, I hear people say like, oh, I can sit on the floor with my kids and play with them or like actually run around with them without you know, being super out of breath. So yeah. 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 Um, I, I think like clothes fitting differently a lot of times. So we always encourage you to track your inches along with weight loss because those two are kind of different. Um, and so people saying, yeah, I'm down to, you know, whatever size clothes that I haven't been, I haven't seen in so many years, you know, I went to the back of my closet and I pulled out my (laughs) wardrobe from 10 years ago and I'm wearing it. Um, or like medications. I think that's a really big yes. one. We kind of recently saw some of that on our support group as well. Um, I think people underestimate how quickly your medication re- regimen can actually change with surgery. For sure. And uh, another one is DEXA's. Yeah. Obviously, your DEXA scan looking different, having sure. more muscle, mm-hmm. less fat. Yeah, you finally get to see that stoplight body, as they yes. call it. <laughs> the body that has the red, green, and yellow on mm-hmm. it. You get to see those colors change, and it doesn't look quite so scary and doesn't make you tearful anymore yes. because you see the progress. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, what else? Any other non-scale victories we see a lot? I know we already touched. Just one of my favorites, though, is when patients post like a shirt or something they wore before surgery and then the same outfit or shirt that they wore after and yeah. just seeing the difference on how it like fits on them. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we've got some pretty good ones of those. If you guys want to come into our office, we've got some in our in our hallway. Yes. We have one of some overalls where maybe like two people could fit in them yep. instead of one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And um, on our website too, there's a bunch. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think too, like I hear one a lot where um, – like driving. Uh, so we talked about the steering wheel, like you don't hit mm-hmm. the steering wheel. I've heard from other people before in the past of, um, you know, before it was actually hard for me to get into my vehicle, uh, mm-hmm. because I had to step up or, you know, I couldn't quite fit. I'd have to scoot the seat all the way back and then move it up or, uh, just different things related to driving, which like personally had anybody not said that I wouldn't have really thought about that one, but yeah, that's yeah. true. Really cool one. Mm-hmm. Uh, roller coasters. I hear that. Oh, yes. I yes. finally got to go on a roller coaster 
with my kid or my grandkid or whatever, and I could fit. You know, it wasn't embarrassing. I right. just got right in and enjoyed it. Or uh, another one is enjoying exercise, like actually being able to exercise and enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I saw somebody say on our website that they were able to go shopping for an entire day and do errands. Oh, and yeah. I love that one. That's yeah. a great. For sure. <laughs> a great excuse to go shopping. I do. Along the lines of shopping, I hear a lot of people say um, – they get to shop at like quote unquote normal size yes. right. stores. You know, you no longer have to seek out those specialty stores, which if you guys are listening from outside of Amarillo, maybe you don't know, but <laughs> we hardly have the basic stores here. Yes. Much yeah. less any of the more like specific sized stores. True. So uh, I think that can be a pretty big one for some yes. people. So, okay. Um, what about appointments after surgery? Kind of what's the expectation there since you guys are our gurus on yeah. all that. So ideally, we like to follow up with our patients up to two years. So it's we have a two-week, six-week, three-month, six, nine, 12, and then it goes to 18 and 24. After that, we go annually. Um, I mean, again, it's just to help patients like stay on track, any questions that they have, keep them updated with their medications. And so, yeah, that's yeah. kind of the what can patients expect to like what can they expect from those visits any ideas <laughs> uh well i can answer my own question okay um, <laughs> i have so, a financial thing in a second okay but. perfect um so what you can expect from those visits is uh we're gonna check in on your medications depending on the timing we may check in on some labs um, especially with surgery related to vitamins and nutrition and all of that. Um, your primary care doctor usually will check like a vitamin D and a vitamin B12, but nothing else. But there are a lot of other vitamins out there. So we'll check in on those. Um, make sure you're not having any issues, you know, as far as like reflux or um, bowel movement issues, nausea. I mean, just everything under the sun. Make sure you don't have issues there. And uh, kind of look at your nutrition and your exercise and make sure weight loss is good. Maybe provide some suggestions there, you know, just kind of generally tracking, Hey, what has the surgery done for you? And kind of what path are we going down and just trying to encourage you down that path? I think that's the, the biggest thing to expect from those appointments. For yes. sure. So. And that you get to brag to everybody well, <laughs> about <yes>. your progress. <laughs> yeah. We want to hear you brag about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just going to say from an insurance standpoint, um, uh, they will not be covered by insurance, your post-op visits. Yeah. And that's something to definitely know ahead of time. Um, we're not trying to nickel and dime you. They, It's just common procedure insurance will not cover, especially because you're falling below that BMI requirement. Um, so if you uh, started the program after March 1st of this year, 2023, um, you're covered under your $600 uh, post-op package for those appointments. If not, then it's a hundred dollars a visit. So, yeah. And I think it's important to note, um, you know, like why do, why are we now requiring you to, you know, get this, um, this follow-up package where you get those appointments for the first, what is it? Two years? Yes. Two years. So the first two years, um, why are we requiring that? And the simple reason is because people, it has been studied and shown people who follow up 
lose more weight and are more yes. successful with the weight loss long-term, like keeping it off. And um, there's a lot of things that go into that. It's not just the act of keeping the appointments that keeps you successful, but you know, it's that constant checking in. Um, it's the accountability. It's, you know, when you have an appointment every three months for the first year of after your surgery, um, we can catch, oh, you thought that this maybe was something that was helpful for you, but it's actually not. And we can catch those things versus, you know, two years out, you're like, oh man, I need to go back to them. I'm not in the place where I want to be. And then it's like, gosh, we have a lot of repair work to do at that point. Exactly. Yeah. And encouragement, like we're not going to slap you on the hand when you come Mm -hmm. in for a follow-up appointment. That's not the goal is to shame you. It's to encourage you and get you on track and help you achieve those goals still. So we don't turn you loose after surgery. (laughs) Right. We don't just let you go do things on your own. That's kind of dangerous. Yes. That's what you can expect for surgery with Mexico. Exactly. (laughs) And with some, some American um, clinics as well, unfortunately. Very true. Absolutely. Um, what do we think expectations for exercise and movement after surgery should be? I mean, I, I would say starting off just getting like, 30 minutes a day, even if it's just like a steady state, just a nice walk, getting outside or on the treadmill, but just some sort of like movement for 30 minutes every day. Yeah. Yeah. And resistance training, right, is the other thing that we always talk about Mm -hmm. that's important. Uh, to help you continue meeting your goals in addition to cardio. Yeah. So we always want to see, you know, maybe not right after surgery, but eventually we want you to start incorporating that resistance training so that you don't, you know, lose muscle. Um, we want to keep you strong, keep you healthy. And so resistance training is part of that. Um, I don't know. I feel like people in general are not as quick to do resistance training. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Well, the cardio is like the big craze. Like everybody thinks, oh, you want to lose weight, get on the treadmill, start doing hit, which is not a bad thing, but it's uh, resistance training is a key part of the equation. Right. I think it's intimidating too, though. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just kind of knowing where to start with that. Yeah. Any tips on that? Like, hey, if you are intimidated with resistance training, where would Kelly Long suggest that you start? (laughs) Well, for me, like sometimes, honestly, when I'm at home, I will grab like my resistant bands and I will just sit on the couch while I am watching a show and do some of like my arm, like my shoulder presses with the bands, um, bring out a dumbbell and just do a couple like like things while I'm watching a movie or something like that. I mean, I and I have Pinterested like (laughs) different workouts and that's just a really basic way to incorporate into your life. I think I've seen you have, uh, you ordered some little cards on Amazon that are like, kind of like how to do an exercise or like how to do a workout. Yes. And so they have a lot of different ones. The ones that I bought were with the the bands, of course. And so you can kind of create your own workout with it. They do like upper body, lower body, um, yeah, back, all of that. And so you can kind of pick and choose your cards and create like a little workout to do at home. Awesome. So, Kelly and I, she's forgetting also that we love, um, what's her name? The Blogilates lady. Oh, yes. We she's do. got great resistance mm-hmm. uh, training. And she's her on resistance YouTube, bands. right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, well, I can't remember her name. We'll have to put it I in the description or something. But Blogilates. Yeah, Blogilates. Sure. And she has an app that's really great. And she has really cute resistance bands. So a good <laughs> excuse to buy some cute Galaxy or Boho <laughs> booty bands. There you go. So Kelly's advice is uh, start at home, start simple. Abby's advice is make it special. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, get you some cute workout clothes. There That's you go. my favorite. Aesthetically pleasing. Yes. Yeah. 
I think those are those are great suggestions because I do think it's intimidating if you're like trying to start resistance exercise and you're like, well, I'm just going to go to the gym. Yeah. And then you walk yeah. in and you're like, you don't Whoa. have to lift right away and get right. you a friend too. Yes. For sure. Gym yeah. buddies. You decide to go to the gym, get you a buddy. Yeah. Hire the personal trainer for the first little bit. That yes. way they can show you how all the machines work in good form. You don't end up on the... Um, what are those videos for the uh, Planet Fitness like fails? I can't remember. Oh, I don't the know. I don't know. But, is, but yeah. you don't want to end up on one of those. Definitely videos. not. <laughs> it's my nightmare. <laughs> um, okay. What about what are some other expectations? I don't know. After surgery, uh, we talked about water goals. That's a big thing. I mean, you you'll know about that as you go through your pre-op appointments, but it's no joke. Like you got to get your fluids yes, in. Um, you do not want to get dehydrated. Our nurses will not slap you on the hand about that either, but they will really encourage you to, to take care of your hydration and your steps. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I yeah. think, um, it's people underestimate how hard it's going to be to get in 64 ounces of hydrating exactly. fluid exactly. per day after surgery, but mm -hmm. got to keep in mind right afterwards, you've got that teeny tiny stomach, the size of a small banana, but then you've also got swelling on top of that. Yes. So it's even smaller than the small banana. Yep. And so sipping, uh, that's definitely the key. And actually, I would say the biggest thing is that you just don't go long periods of time without drinking. Yes. So if yep. you wake up, start drinking, you know, have that water by your bedside. That way you just, you see it, you drink it and you didn't wait until 10 a.m. to start your exactly. <laughs> beverage intake for the day. Yep. Get yourself a, a Stanley or some <laughs> another, another reason to shop again. That's my theme <laughs> for today. Get yourself a cute water bottle or one that, you know, has tells you what to drink during the day, like what times you, you should go. be meeting, what goals. Yeah. How, this being an all-female podcast today, um, how many packages, <laughs> let's start with Abby, would you say you get in a week? You know, well, so my big thing is books. So I, <laughs> I may not get many Amazon packages, but I go to Barnes & Noble more often than I'd like to admit, probably twice a week, <laughs> two to three times a week. Okay, Kelly Lang, how about you? Because I we know like you know when i order something and i know when you order something because we have it delivered yeah. to the office yes. so we don't deal with i actually think this week alone <laughs> it was less than 10 but <laughs> you're an addict <laughs> we may have a shopping problem here so don't get your advice on that from us um, <laughs> yeah but if you need a link for something cute like a water bottle on amazon exactly we can probably hook yeah. you up we'll curate you a list <laughs> yeah Oh, goodness. Um, okay, what about vitamins? We did a little Facebook Live not too long ago, and Bone Blue kind of took us through the store. Uh, they did not show us uh, vitamins, but that will come soon. That'll be part two of <laughs> yes. that. Um, but what's the expectation on vitamins? Like, what's the deal with that? I think one major thing to expect, I mean, you have to get your vitamins lifelong. Like, just know that's your best friend after surgery from now until forever. And um, know that, again, your tastes are going to change. Your toleration can change. So if you're somebody who can do capsules easily, um, know that you may not be able to after surgery. And the chewable vitamins that we offer are not gummies. That's a huge mm. thing that we get asked <laughs> yeah. all the time. Sorry. It's not a gummy because <laughs> gummies have too much sugar, right? That's right. Um, so expect to be eating like a Flintstone or a Tums if you're going to do chewable. And it's, what, four per day? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two in the morning, two at night. Not pleasant, really. Yeah, it's we're being not. honest. <laughs> yeah, but we've all you tried have to do the vitamins here. You know, we're not just making you do something that we wouldn't do. But if it were me, I would definitely 
be staying away from yeah. the chewables. Work yeah. on the <laughs> capsule, tolerating the capsule. That's yeah, right. Is, and I would even recommend. if I couldn't swallow a pill, I would bust open that capsule into something else. Exactly. And <laughs> know that even with the capsule, you're going to have to chew calcium. Those are yeah. a little different. Those are more like Starburst. So a lot of people actually like those. But yeah, for sure. I actually keep my vitamins like at my desk. That way I remember to take yep. them. Yeah, yeah, that's a great that's tip. A I do thing. the same thing. And then I know I'm guaranteed five days a week of taking mm-hmm. my vitamins, which is not as good as seven, but it is way better than zero. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> which I have, is possible. Yes, I have a similar problem and I recently got an app. I think it's called Round. It's free. It's very helpful to me because it sends notifications reminding you to take your vitamins and then you can check check them off when you do take them so you don't double dose. Nice. And then so. it keeps sending you a notification if you haven't done exactly. it Exactly. Yes. And I have like stuff I got to take all day long. So my phone's <laughs> constantly buzzing with it, but it's really helpful because I'm the kind of person that will forget if I've taken mm-hmm. a certain pill for the day. So that like I'll true. have to remind myself and look at it. So yeah. And I think if you guys are using as a surgery patient, if you're using the Berry-tastic app, I believe you can set reminders for your vitamins yep. on there too. Mm-hmm. You can set reminders for water, maybe mealtime reminders too. Um, so lots of good resources for that sure. we're getting out here. For sure. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, any parting thoughts on any of the expectations that we want to communicate for after surgery? Mm, expect to feel better <laughs> and happier <laughs> and right. healthier. And and like you said, expect for it to not be easy, but is it worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like with anything. In life. Well, and also I know patients call when they have issues, but you can also call with like your victories. Yeah. I yeah. think it'd be great to hear about those two. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we, us three contribute to the social media. So we're yes. like always desperate for people's stories. So please mm-hmm. <laughs> email yeah. Chelsea or us and sure. send us photos or just like your favorite non-scale victory or, or just tag us on social media. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. we'll share that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we love to see that. Like we said, that's motivating to us too. It mm-hmm. makes us want to keep Definitely. serving you guys well. That's right. Absolutely. All right. Well, ladies, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks yeah. for having us back. We did better our yeah. second time around. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little less awkward giggling this time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I kind of like the awkward giggling, so it's all good. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening.